It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a War Report Wednesday. Mike G, C-Dub, how are we doing, guys? Eh. <laughs> We're here. Okay. Lost, lost to South Carolina, Zach. I uh, know the answer to that question. Yeah, that's not very good. That's not a very good thing. But guys, I think the the way we lead this thing off, how's Auburn beating Alabama this Saturday? Take us through what you think that looks like. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Silence from both of you. Well, we beat Bama by Bama not showing up. That's one way you could do it. Okay. Um, another way you do it, uh, I, here, here's the thing. I just want to see this team play a full four quarters. Mm-hmm. That like I I think I think regardless of outcome, I think that's something that we've yet to see Auburn do. Mm-hmm. I just want to see them we've seen them they can play amazing for a half. Right. We got that down. We figured that part out. But I want to see I want to see us finish a game. Right? And see to me that's going to be regardless of the outcome of what happened this weekend. I just want to see us play well in the second half actually adjust and uh compete with a team that's fighting to 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 win the game as well. I just want to see us just do that. We do that, I will feel a lot better about where we are as a program going into the close of the regular season. Yeah, yeah I mean thanks. that's that's definitely the issue. Uh, I think that's a good way to put it. You know, can Auburn put together a game plan that lasts all four quarters? Or you put together a game plan and Maybe it works through the script, and then you've got to start calling plays and, and adjusting as the game goes on. We have not, um, Mike G, we have not seen that over the last few weeks. Yeah, it's been tough. Um, consistency, you've heard Coach talk about it in some of these post-game pressers. Consistency has been an issue. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think that consistency is limited to players. I think it's, I think it's an extension of coaching as well, too. Um, so, um, there's a lot, to, there's a lot to play for in this iron bowl, even though we're not technically playing for the sec West or the SEC championship, um, you know, pride is on the line. Um, but also, uh, people are, are going to be fighting for jobs, right? Um, I asked him coaches or players, both, yeah, both, you know, if you get embarrassed, I, that there will be pink slips handed out on, on Sunday. I believe that. Uh, so, you know, there, there are, um, there, there's, there's just a lot to play for there that, that, um, you know, if you're, you know, some, some players, Zach are born with the golden ticket and they get a hundred chances to prove they can be the guy. Uh, some players only are going to get a few chances. That's just life. That's football. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think over the next couple of weeks, Iron Bowl and bowl game, you're going to see some of those players get their chance to prove that they can be the guy at Auburn University, uh, and they just got to take advantage of it. So there's definitely a lot for individuals and team to play for. Right. So I, I'm just curious what kind of game plan they're putting together. I mean, you know that he has been working on this game plan all season. 
This is not something where they got done with South Carolina and he started looking at Alabama. So I can't wait to see when his back is against the wall what Harson does. I think there is a chance. I think there's a chance we see a different Brian Harson because this seems like the kind of dude, just his personality trait of, okay, the uh, the seed is hot. Not as far as he's going to be let go by any stretch of the imagination, but like it's heating up a little bit as far as just everything happening around the program right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's just I'm curious to see because the wrench in that plan that you've been constructing since you've gotten here is the fact that your QB1 isn't in the in the picture. Mm-hmm. So how different does that look with a different quarterback? Probably doesn't look different at all. Uh, we saw uh, against South Carolina, they still uh, try to achieve this balance that, in my opinion, wasn't even necessary. Uh so I'm obviously that balance is probably a part of that plan. I'm just curious how they plan on attacking Bama based on what they've seen. Do they stick to that? I'm I'm curious to see that. I, I just, I don't know. I just don't know. And that's what worried me. It was funny, Zach, a week ago, about this time, I felt really good about South Carolina. Sure. Me too. And somewhere around noon on Saturday, I really started thinking, what am I going to see Friday night in Columbia. What Auburn team shows up? Where there's coaches, players, like what am I going to see? And I wasn't sure. And that worried me. And obviously we know how that game ended. Right. So I, the, the thing about this Auburn team is that after 11 games, we really don't know what kind of team we are. And I think that's what's really concerning and kind of disappointing is we expected to see a team that, was riding on a lot of momentum out of the mm-hmm. month of October coming into November, and it's been like a free fall. Right. So what kind of team you 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 want to think that they're going to get up? Players and coaches alike are going to get up for this game, and they should get up for this game. The issue has been when they get hit in the mouth and when they face adversity, what kind of team are they then? Mm-hmm. And against Alabama, there's going to be opportunities for them to get hit in the mouth because, albeit it's a down year for Bama, they're still Bama. They're still very so good. Yeah. I, I want to see how this team responds when their backs are against the wall or when they find themselves in adversity. How do they respond in terms of coaching decisions, in terms of the players trusting these coaches to put them in situations to win? Yeah. And you mentioned, like, you know, we don't know who this team is still. I said this, I think it was on the show. If not, it was on doing a radio hit somewhere else. But just talking about how, okay, we have, you know, limited time left in the season. And this Auburn offense still has no identity whatsoever. And then obviously, you mentioned the wrench to get thrown into all this. Bo Nix goes down. But still, even before that, there was no yeah. offensive identity whatsoever. And that's not a good thing, especially when your coach is an offensive-minded coach. I mean, say what you want about Gus and his offense you know, did not evolve or adapt, but it still had an identity. I mean, it was still a run first. He wanted to run it, run it, run it. I don't really know what this Auburn offense wants to do. Yeah, I mean, again, balance for the sake of balance just doesn't seem like it's worked right. You know, and going all the way back to Penn State, you think about it. There was a feeling that we just didn't run the ball as much as we should have in that game. Yeah. And, and it was effective. They never stopped it in that game, but we achieved the balance, but we lost the game uh, because 
we were better at running than we were at passing in that game and we didn't we should have just run it more mm-hmm. so the balance didn't help didn't help us uh i felt the same way against south carolina you know we could have leaned into the run a little a bit more um you know and given some carries i mean it's a tank toted the rock 22 times so that's not a small amount of carries but only four carries for jarquez hunter that's it um, it's not about tank it's the 30 no plus targets Cyprus. yeah and, and it's like you didn't give any of those to to, to the other backs to the other two backs yeah. right so you know just a few more carries for those guys and a few less throws down the field for tj finley because I, I i to me it was just apparent he was a little too juiced up and mm-hmm. his down the field ball was off and some of those receivers were open now he owned that and he said i missed some opportunities to get the ball in the end zone but i'm coming back to coaching settling him down right. and saying hey i mean we knew it when bo was in we know him throwing 10 times down the field is not a winning formula mm-hmm. but when he had five or fewer throws and we leaned into the run a little bit more we did a lot better as a team right, right? Mm-hmm. yeah i feel the same thing is true for for tj finley it just is a symptom maybe of this offense you know uh we were missing our best wide receiver uh, so it might have been prudent to lean into the run just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I know Shed had a great game, but at the end of the day, you were down one very important weapon. So um, that's why I say it's it's not just it's not just execution, and that's why I was hoping he was not going to say right in this post game right like we've we he's execution dust to death. It's now just, it's like hey, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to me that if you would have told me going to any game this year that Tank would have his best game of the season, and Shedrick Jackson would have his best game of the season, that you would lose. Like, that is just, that doesn't compute right. in my brain how that's a possible thing. But it happened. We all watched it. Yeah, listen, the second half woes, so that we're all clear, go all the way back to Ole Miss. Yeah. The second half of Ole Miss, we did nothing. And then the but, second but half But the second half Ole that. Miss, the, the storyline coming out of that game was how good the defense was in the second half. That's what we were talking about. It's like, man, right. Auburn shut him right. down. So right. we weren't paying attention to it. But yeah, you're yeah. right. It happened. And, there. and and it was the first time it happened. So we we thought it was an aberration instead of something that was starting a trend. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So, you know, again, it goes all the way back to that game. And it's, and, and, and it's you beating a top, you know, top twelve team, whatever they were at the time. Like, it doesn't matter. Just get that win. Yeah, yeah. Right. We just we did yeah. nothing after the half in that game. And then, you know, it popped up again. You know, with Texas A&M, and now even against a team that we clearly should have been better at, you had the same issues. To me, that's coaching. Yeah, right. right? That that's a coaching it. issue, and and that's where I hope that our coaches are a little introspective and they look on the inside about whatever the thing how they can set these players up mm-hmm. to uh, to to deliver the execution that they keep talking about in every post game press conference. Right. So, um, you know, coaches are humans too, man. They make mistakes. Uh, they've got to figure it out, um, and you know, unfortunately, the, the Iron Bowl is one of those games where um, it, it not a lot will be forgiven for losing it badly. Right. Right. Uh, so they've got to find a way to go out here and be competitive on Saturday. You know, it, it's funny like that we don't have much hope against what is really one of the most beatable Bama teams. It's poor and, timing. Yeah, in the last few years, listen, this Florida played this this Bama team to a two-point win, mm-hmm. right? We saw LSU play them to a six-point win. Um, uh, they're gettable. 
they lost it. Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas lost seven. Yeah. yeah, they lost to Texas A and M. Like this, this team is gettable this yeah. year. You know, um, so if they can put together a game plan that leans into our strengths, to everybody's strengths, right? Uh, uh, on offense and um, unfortunately for us on defense. I, I don't. I don't think it matters. Bryce Young is just—he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country under pressure, if not the best. Mm-hmm. There, we're going to have to score points to win this game. Period. Right. If you sit back, he's going to carve you up. If you go after him, this, all the advanced measures say that he's going to find the open guy. He's great on the move, mm-hmm. you know, and they've got great wide receivers. So you know, it's going to have to be to stay close. We're going to have to score points. It's not going to be a low-scoring affair, in, in my opinion. Yeah, the thing about him, too, is that what I've been impressed early on, and, and some of the guys have pointed it out when we've been chatting each other while watching Bama games or other games, is his composure. He doesn't seem to get rattled. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So even bringing pressure, doing all of that, he stays in the pocket and waits to find the guy as they get open. So that, based on what we know to be true about our defense and pass defense or pass coverage, is scary. So, yes, to Mike's point, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have to score at least thirty to have a shot in this game, in my opinion. Sure, absolutely. Hey, it's a war report Wednesday. Uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love daily college fantasy sports. I know you will too. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. A ton of props for you to uh, pick one way or the other, or of course, they also just have fantasy score, total fantasy score. If you think. You know, TJ Finley will score more fantasy points than what Prize Picks is predicting. You know, put some money on the line. And so go to prizepicks.com or download their very easy to use app. Just search Prize Picks in your phone's app store and uh, use promo code LOCKED ON to get a 100% match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code LOCKED ON. That's at prizepicks.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. It's a war report Wednesday. Mike G, C-Dub, What's going on these days at the War Report? Uh, well, we're winding down the season here, Zach. It is Iron Bowl time. It's already starting. over. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's sad but true. It went so fast. We're starting to transition to basketball content. Right. Uh, so we'll be covering basketball as well as all your off-season football news. This will be an eventful off-season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, stay plugged into the War Report. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. We're everywhere. Just Search us. We're there. Awesome. No, you guys do a great job. So let's keep talking about the, um, the best case scenario for Auburn this Saturday. Because to me, if Auburn can get their pass defense right, I think they have a chance. It's just, can guys outside of Roger McCreary do it? And I don't know if they can. Yeah. Uh, okay, Zach. So <laughs> hear, hear me out. Okay, I hear you. I personally don't. I think what you're talking about is an impossibility. It may be. I think. 
I think there's exactly yeah. zero chance we're going to stop their passing game. We sure. are who we are at this point. No, yeah. I, I get it. I get they're, it. They're going to have to make mistakes, and we're going to have to capitalize on it. Right. You can't you can't force Bryce Young into a mistake or two. But you know, we've had so many almost interceptions this year. This would be the game that it's not an almost. You come up with it, mm-hmm. right? Like you know, every almost every quarterback we faced has thrown balls right at us that we have just not caught. Right. So, right. you know, if, you know, uh, there was one that uh, Smoke had versus uh, Mississippi State. Will, yeah. Will Rogers, if he catches it, it's a pick. He's going he's to the house. Right. And he missed it. And that was an opportunity to change the complexion of that game. So yeah, sure. we're, we're going to have to capitalize on turnovers if we can get any. Um, and then offensively, uh, everybody's going to have to have their best game. So, you know, TJ Finley, if there's any chance he's going to, be the starting quarterback at Auburn beyond bowl game. This is this is one you got to go get, and not necessarily win, but he has to play well. He has to play well. Uh, I, I said it earlier. Like some some guys get a million chances, some guys only get one shot. Like I I feel like at Auburn University, this is his shot to prove yeah. that he can be a guy and on the biggest stage against the highest rated team. We're gonna see. Yeah. You know, down the stretch here. So that's an interesting thought, and I really haven't spent a whole lot of time thinking about it until you said that, but, like, what does T.J. Finley have to do to keep the job going in the next year? Mm, the 300 yards and a few TDs in this one. Uh, we can't be in the and a win. I still think Bo starts next year, though, if that happens. Yeah, listen. You're that, probably not wrong. You're probably you're not, not wrong, wrong but, but my thing is T.J. has an opportunity to be a part of the discussion. Right. Correct. Yeah. In, in, instead of us leaving the Iron Bowl saying, well, All right. he had a shot. Right. It's, it's Bo. It's Bo or bust. Right. So I, I think for him, he's going to have to actually expose Bama in pass coverage. He's going to actually have to look good doing it. Doing it. He's, yeah. He's not going to run all over the field. So he's going to have to actually, and I'm not saying he's got to put up 300 yards, but what he ha- he has to be efficient. With the ball, mm-hmm. he actually has to be accurate. He And I like his intermediate throws against South Carolina. Once he got in the rhythm and settled down, he threw the ball well. But if he's able to take advantage of that and carve Bama up, he has an opportunity to give this coaching staff something to think about. Yeah, and I think at the I think for him and for his sake, that's the most you can ask for. Yeah, I'm I'm saying that he does have to throw for 300 yards. I think this coaching staff has shown you that. that I mean, they sent Bo Nix back out on a broken ankle before they let him get in the game. He's got he's got to play well. This is this is do or die. They've already shown him this season over and over again mm-hmm. that there's almost nothing he can do short of almost losing to Georgia State to, to take this job. So yeah. now the injury yeah. has happened, I, I think this is this is your shot to really stick a nail in it and give them something to think about in the greatest rivalry in college football on the biggest stage in front of on national television. This is your shot. If you right. could do it on this stage, you could do it on any stage. If we get down – if we get down in this game, we've seen we've seen trends with Auburn, and we know if we're throwing the ball more than we're running it, we should be worried. So depending on how this game goes, and again, we know Bobo likes to go for a balanced offense. Mm-hmm. To Mike G's point, I don't feel like he has to, but Bobo is probably going to call a game in which he gives Finley the opportunity to throw for 300 yards. So yeah. if he is efficient, throwing the ball and he's actually able 
to take advantage of Bama's pass defense, mm -hmm. yes, the 300 yards will be there because I don't see us leaning heavily on one side of the ball either way unless we're losing and then we're leaning towards the pass which does create opportunities for Finley to throw for over four for 300 yards. Right? Yeah. I, I still think Zach 40 pass attempts, no matter who the quarterback is for this team is a losing proposition. That's a lot. So you don't, so you don't think we go easy. You don't think we throw for that many in this game. Yeah, well, I think that it, well, think that's we're why gonna, I don't like I, us to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I like us to win. I mean, we, I mean, we have, we have not won. We won one game this year where we had more than 30 pass attempts. Mm. Was it all mess? It was Arkansas. Georgia State. Georgia State. <laughs> right. Yikes. And that was combined between both of uh, them. Yeah. Both, yeah. both, both quarterbacks. Yeah. But, you know, generally we've been 30 passes or less in the wins that we've had. And I, I could be wrong. I think LSU, maybe we have more than 30 passes. Okay. Um, but but it's just not, it's not the the trend says less than 30. No, right? that's not how the roster's built. Yeah, the roster high, is built clip. to run the ball. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, less than thirty at a high clip gets you gets you to the promised land with Auburn. So, uh, yeah. you know, the way Bama scores sometimes, if you get down again, staying under thirty throws may become an impossibility. So, Harson said something. I do want to point this out. Uh, during a press conference early in the year, I had asked about balance. They, it seemed like you know he talked about being balanced, and then we noticed, hey, coach, you're ending with like. 12, 13, 14 more pass attempts than, than rush attempts. How do you get back to that balance that you talked about earlier in the year? And he said, listen, well, we can't get down. So we went and we looked at that every first quarter. And he was right. In every first quarter this year, we have been almost perfectly balanced. And it's not until we get behind that they start throwing the ball all over the place. Right. So uh, for whatever reason, they feel like, the wheels are falling off the wagon and we have to throw to catch up. We lose that balance. And, but it's mm -hmm. happened so many times this year. I cannot believe, I can't believe this is going to be the game where that doesn't happen. Right. I think yeah. it's more likely. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that more in, in just a second. Hey, today's show brought to you by betonline.ag. It's the holidays and it's time to watch football and, and spend time with family and, and eat great food and play sports bets. And BetOnline remains the number one spot for all your sports action this holiday season. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with that promo code on your first deposit. BetOnline, they are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Also, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It looks and tastes like a candy bar, very high in protein. It tastes delicious. They're all covered 100% in pure, delicious chocolate. But yeah, high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar. Check them out. Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That's at Built.com. Yeah, you guys mentioning, you know, all of that. To me, it's not really the scheme of it. It's the it's the flow of the game that they're losing control on. I, I think the game plan is fine. It's just the execution of it throughout the 60 minutes where it's like we're getting away from what we wanted to do in this game. It just seems like the flow of it gets away from them. You know what I mean? Brian Harson, is that you? Uh -oh. <laughs> uh -oh. I'm, I'm sorry, I thought you turned into Brian Harson there for a second. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah, the way they're calling the game, uh, it, it is execution. Um, but do I think that's the only way they could call it? 
didn't know right? right so you know it yeah. just kind of depends man they, they they're doing some things yeah Caesar. yeah I, I just think too also you you have to expect there the other team that we play has a coaching staff as well they have guys on that team who've been coaching for years sure right so what we're doing against teams even though we have guys executing it's not the first time those guys have seen things like that mm -hmm. so what happens is as the game goes on and you run towards the end of your script, those plays aren't coming as easy because those guys know what's coming now. So my thing is, is what are you going to do? You have to anticipate, okay, here's how they plan to stop our game plan, and here's how we're going, here's what we're going to do then, right? Yeah. And you have weeks of, of film where this has happened to us, starting with Ole Miss. Hmm. So from the players executing to the player to the coaches anticipating what the other team will do as we attack them, you have to the, the game plan has to be cumulative and account for those types of situations because we have to give the opposing teams credit. Mm -hmm. They just adjust it to what we've done. Right. Right. And so it makes it more challenging to execute when the other team knows what you're doing. And let's be clear. On the running game and passing game, we haven't done either of those well to where teams know what we're going to do, and we're saying, hey, we're still going to do it whether you know it's coming or not. Right. So how the coaches account for that in this game is going to tell the story, in my opinion. Caesar, what are folks missing out on if they are not tuned in to the War Report this time of year? We have we're doing film review. We probably got a, the last one of the season coming. We're actually going to do a few cool things uh, with film review in the off season. Cool. Uh, we got a lot of got a lot of cool treats for the insiders uh, as well. So you definitely want to become an insider with us. Uh, the game day experience. Uh, you get an opportunity to interact with like minded people. Talk to us uh, as we either. Uh, celebrate or drown in our misery depending right. on how the game turns out through halftime and post game so we have a big community of people who who just love Auburn football want to talk football and we create that environment through our game day experiences as well as our live show so you definitely want to head over there and interact with another a large community of Auburn fans awesome gentlemen thank you so much for your time have a very happy Thanksgiving we'll talk again next week exactly right. this Thanks. has been Locked on Auburn Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.